Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. And welcome back to the Selling from the Hard podcast. Your co-host Daryl Amy here with the jet setting Larry Levine. What's going on? You you look pretty good for uh, being jet lagged. A, a little jet lagged, a little short West Coast, East Coast, and back to the West Coast in a little bit over twenty four hours. It's hey, not, not not only jet lagged but butt sore. <laughs> well, it is the uh, it's the life of a trainer, and and you know when. Uh, <laughs> We were just kind of laughing before the podcast. You know, we're traveling too much. We're we're competing to see who hit platinum first on American this year. But it has been a blast going around the country and and even uh, around the world, meeting uh, many of you and working with sales teams all over the place. And one thing I know is that the selling from the heart message of being genuine, being authentic, really bringing value to the table, and understanding your value is resonating as we go all over the place. And this whole thing about salespeople understanding their value, I'm convinced, Larry, that this is like the ball game in terms of competitive advantage. I'm telling you what, it's more than the ball game. And uh, I just, I, you know, I threw some, I threw a statement out today just because it was, it was, it was top of mind to me is this whole articulating value. How are you going to open up a conversation? I don't care how that conversation starts, Daryl. It could be face-to-face, it could be online, it could be via an email, it could be in a proposal. I don't care where it is. Is I'm convinced right now sales reps are struggling mightily, and I don't care if you're brand new or you're the most tenured of sales reps that's always been overachieving quota. No mm-hmm. one's practicing the art of a value proposition anymore, and it's scaring the crap out of me. It's amazing, really. And, and I find the same things uh, when you go around and you ask sales reps to articulate their value proposition. It is, um, it's stunning. And it really doesn't, you know, I know you get involved in the social side of things uh, a lot. Um, I get involved in the solution side of things a lot when it comes to training. And in both cases, it's like this bright spotlight shining on, uh, you know, it's like, it's like many salespeople are walking out on the stage with no script, nothing to say, no substance. Uh, you, yeah. And you want, and I'm convinced of this, Daryl. And, and um, I think it goes back to, well, it goes back to a couple things. And I always have the, you know, you taught me the whole alliteration thing. So now all I do is think. <laughs> I'm proud of you, Larry. I'm proud. It's, it, it's a bad sickness, but it goes back to practice planning and preparation. But nevertheless, I think too many salespeople are having way too many conversations with people they know. Yeah. And not enough conversations with people they don't know. Oh, man. And, you know, and, and when you start having conversations, all, and I'm not saying that, you know, this is going to equate back to taking care of your customers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay, right? We have to take care of our clients. We have to take care of those people. Make sure they don't go anywhere. Yes. But a sales rep will struggle with it. A sales professional will realize, you know what? I need to do more than take care of my current customers. I need to grow my business. And when you start learning how to grow your business, that's when you'll start learning how to articulate your value proposition, but, but no one's owning it. 
I mean, absolutely zero people are owning it. And, and I'm going to throw it out to the listeners. I'll throw it back your way, Daryl. I, I would be, I would literally be shocked how many of them can say here's with true conviction. Here's my value proposition. Here's, I open up conversations. I just recently saw it and people struggle like crazy with it. It's amazing. And, but the flip side of that is it's an incredible opportunity for the, the sales professionals that are willing to do the, the work. And I, I think, um, you know, well, I'm curious of why is it, and by the way, if you're new to the Selling from the Heart podcast, <laughs> welcome. We're glad you're here. Uh, you have joined a, a community, a fantastic growing community across the world of sales professionals that are be- dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, doing the hard work, truly bringing value uh, to, to their prospects. And, and uh, you know, what, what's beautiful about this whole, whole thing about truly understanding your value proposition and, and that's what I'd really love for us to talk about today, because I think this is so critical. What's beautiful about this is if you will understand your value proposition, and we're going to talk about three ways, three, three legs to the value proposition stool today. But if you'll understand your value proposition and you can articulate it um, clearly to, to your, your clients and your prospects, um, you're going to be in an incredible place of competitive advantage because once again, Larry, I, everywhere I go, everywhere you go, one of the common themes we see is when it comes to articulating the one thing that sales reps should be able to rattle off, you know, the tip of their tongue or the, the keyboard, that value proposition, it's a, a lot of times it's deer in the headlights, like what, you know, all of that. And, and, and so I'd love for us to think today about how to, to create a value proposition. We've talked about it in, around this in many different episodes previously. But I'm curious, Larry, why do you think it is that salespeople struggle so much with their value proposition? Now, I want to say, I want to ask it a little more focused. Not, I'm not talking about new sales reps, because new sales reps, uh, of, of course, are learning the ropes and all of that. But I'm talking about tenured sales reps who've been in an industry for a long time, um, you know, we see this as kind of epidemic. Why is it the tenured sales reps, in your opinion, struggle with articulating a meaningful value proposition? Um, great question, and, and I, I'm, I'm going to bring it. I'm going to bring it into fold a couple ways. Is I don't want to put the whole baggage, the whole blame on tenured sales reps. Yes, they're part of the situation. Right. I, I think part of this also is we got to bring sales management into this equation because um, I see it. I know you see it is it's uh, managed by exception. A lot of times mm-hmm. this person's used to bringing in the numbers, right? This person's used to doing this, or I'm going to let this person slide. They don't have to participate in this because I know the numbers are there. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'll answer it first by saying we got to look at it this from both sides. But I, but I think it it really boils down to, and I, I said a little bit ago, these tenured sales reps aren't. You know, if they're having conversations with people they don't know, it's mm-hmm. usually in a social setting, right? And they get by on. And I'll throw because I've seen it, I've observed it, right? And and I'll I'll say I've been guilty of it as well. They try to get by on wit and charm and BS and winging it and things like that, right? And, and, and it's, but it's now, I, I think what's happened is 
social and digital and all that's put a big shining light on this as far as, you know, what are the goods that you are actually bringing to my organization? Mm -hmm. How can you, how can you truly help me? And, And I think, you know, the buyer and your clients have put salespeople, you know, up on this thing and saying, you know what, I don't believe anything you guys say anymore because we can fill in the blanks with all the plethora of excuses, yeah, but it, but it really, but it, but it, and it, and it's nothing new, but it, you know, no, no one's taken, there's been no silver light shined on it, Daryl. And I think that's been, that's been the issue. And I see it from sales management and I see it through tenured sales reps. No one, no one's saying, Hey, you know, that's work on. Yeah. How are you starting conversations? Well, I think that acceptable or not. Well, yeah, I think one of the, one of the reasons when we think about why it's so hard to articulate a value proposition is we've just, we've kind of surrendered to commoditization. Like we, we've waved the white flag. And I think if you look, I mean, obviously we're in a world that's, you know, internet connected. We're all, you know, linked to the same online brain and there's, you know, Amazons of the world that sell just about everything. And, and I think we've kind of uh, bought into the, this, um, we've bought into this reality that, you know what, what I sell really is a commodity. So I'm not even going to try to differentiate myself. I'm not even going to try to bring value or, or we've bought into the, the fact that, well, I've got competitors that do exactly what I do and they provide pretty decent customer service and all of that. So I'm just not even going to try to bring value or really mine the value. Um, and, and I think there's just been a bit of a white flag surrender when it comes to this. It slowly crept in over the last 15 years even. Yeah, but the, okay. So, th- so let's just take that example. Yeah. So now that's flipped. So let's just flip it on its head. So if, if somebody takes that mentality, and, and I'll agree with you because I've seen it. It's an income-crushing mentality, by the way. It's a very expensive mindset. But, but it is. So, th- so let's just say you changed your mindset just 5%, right? Yeah. We're not even, I'm not even asking you to take a monumental shift in thinking, right? Mm-hmm. Just take a minor shift in thinking, and all of a sudden, a 5% swing has tremendous uptick to the level of conversations you have, how you're positioned out there, mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. So, you know, it's just, it's crushing because, I mean, obviously I came out of a market that was viewed as being a commodity, right? Mm-hmm. And you didn't, it's, you, it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's, it's not, Daryl, it's how you view it. It's how you view it. The, yeah. Your clients and buyers view it because no one's brought the goods. So they go, okay, well, no one's brought the goods, right? In essence, I'm in the same product, the same solution. It really doesn't matter. Therefore, right. guess what? Yeah, I mean, salespeople have done it to themselves. So is sales management. I hate to say it. Well, the good news is that, that, that it is possible. There is value. And buyers appreciate and value value. They do. I mean, you know, if you read the research, and I've been, been working my way uh, through page by page, thoroughly enjoying Deb Calvert's book, Stop Selling, Start, Start Leading. Um, you go through the Challenger Sale um, you go through insight selling. I mean, all of these books tell us that buyers value value. But what we've got to be able to do is understand what that value is and then be able to clearly communicate it, right? As you like to say, we've got to get valuable and then get visible. Yeah. So, so therefore, in order to understand value, Daryl, yes. in 
salespeople need to go back to the people that they say they got these great relationships with, yes. with and ask them what's value in their minds. Well, there's your first pillar. So I see three pillars to creating a compelling value proposition as a sales professional. Now, bear in mind your company and the marketing department and all of that are going to create a value proposition for the company. That's one leg of the stool. The second leg of the stool, uh, and we'll talk about each one of these, the second leg of the stool is your customers. What do your clients perceive as the value that you bring to them? Um, and guess what? The value that's on the brochure, there, let's say there's like five bullet points of value in your corporate marketing. There may just be one or two that your clients really, really appreciate. Yeah. Uh, and it may be not even be on the corporate marketing brochure. And then the, the third thing is, what do you bring to the table? What are your personal yeah. values? And yeah. it's like one of those, you know, I, those diagrams like the, the Olympics, right? It's where the rings intersect, that the real gold is. And, um, you know, we're, we're uh, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know it, that I've become a massive fan of Donald Miller's work and story brand. Yeah. And I think great that, book. that a lot of, a lot of what we're talking about here is to really understand ourselves, our customers and our company and offerings to be able to know where those intersect and where the real gold nuggets are that are going to set you apart from, from the, 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 the rank and file that aren't just quite, they're not doing this and no. they're do this. It's incredible opportunity. Well, yeah, because, well, you, you remember a couple of days ago. So I, I'm sitting, uh, I'm sitting in the LA airport mm-hmm. and I started, you know, I, I started just throwing some, you know, things out and I, and I, and I put something out, you know, in the newsfeed inside LinkedIn and you caught wind of it. And it all had to do around, you know, everybody talks about visibility and getting value and I'm not knocking it because you got to do both. It's just in what order do you do both in, correct? So, but here's here's the thing is everyone talks about getting visible, right? Everyone's so concerned about getting visible on social. Well, great. There's a lot of visible people on social, but how valuable are they? And I said, okay, so let's just flip this around. If, if a salesperson, right, because I mean, that's what we're talking about, understands their value, if they understand how to communicate their value, they bring valuable insights, if they bring valuable education, and they truly understand that, then get visible and market the heck out of it, right? Bingo. Yeah. I mean, Other, otherwise, 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 guess what? And we talk about all the time and it's in the last chapter of my selling from the heart book. You're empty in empty suit. Suit. <laughs> and there's a, and there's a, you know, there's a crap ton of empty suits out there because everyone wants the, you know, the vanity metrics of getting visible online. Yeah. But guess what? If you, if you're not bringing any goods and all they do is see your mug shot and a bunch of crap online, you're just nothing more than an empty suit. And that just carries over out to the field. Well, let's go back to management. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of sales managers and, and VPs of sales, CROs that listen to this. And, um, and, and when, it, when you come to talk about getting visible and getting valuable, I mean, we've always prospecting. Any, any effort toward prospecting is an effort towards being seen, right, to get visible. And, um, you know, I mean, I mean, just rewind the tape. Remember back in the day when you had those little things on our desks that, you know, had a handle and a, you know, dials, they were called telephones. And, uh, you know, you dialed and you dialed and you dialed and then someone answered the phone and you froze. Cause you were like, I don't know what to say. You were, you know, you were, so then you hang, so then you hang up, so then you hang up. 
<laughs> like a psycho uh, girlfriend or boyfriend. Um, but it, it, seriously, I think, uh, you know, we've, we, uh, whether it's, it's over the phone or email uh, or right now social, which is like a megaphone, I think as sales reps, we have all these communication platforms, all these ability, all this ability to get visible and um, market ourselves and get our message out there. And it's like we got sales reps now with like three foot long bullhorns and nothing to say and nothing. Uh, it, 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 so not zero. So it's so. Or if, it, if if the stuff that's coming out is just blah 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 blah, it's a bunch of you know corporate speak bullcrap. And so if we look at this, and and man, there's so much to mine here. And uh, but so we're really just going to get the the process started today, um, or we just want to challenge you in this to think about the value that you bring. And let's look at. Well, the, here, here. Go ahead, Larry. No, because I, I just could only because it's top of mind. Just because I, you know, just recently working with a sales team, I, I had them start doing this exercise, and I think this is a great exercise for our listeners. Hmm. Um, you know, we're not going to solve it all on this podcast today. When we start talking about value, you got to understand it from your perspective, yeah. right, and your client's perspective. Yes. Okay. And then I'm going to throw a third one into this. How about your manager's perspective? Yeah, or, or and just here's the company. And, yeah. All right. Okay. So here's here's where I'm going with this is you know sit down as a, as an exercise and say okay, what's the value that I bring to my clients? Right. It's just a simple question, right? Mm-hmm. Or you can throw in what's the value that my products and services bring to my clients, right? Mm-hmm. If you if you want to go there, then answer it, right? Throw it, just write it down on a piece of paper and answer it, right? Then go then go back to your clients. And ask them the question. Uh, yeah. And then guess what? Then compare what you wrote on the piece of paper and yes. then compare what they said. And then go, what do I need to do? Or you might be surprised and go, I mean, I'm in alignment. But I'm, I, I, it's a safe bet to say, Daryl, that whatever a salesperson writes versus whatever the customer writes is going to be completely different. It is. It's so true. And it's, it's, uh, always comical to me. I really, I, I still get to do, um, case studies and, and I think it's another, as we've talked about before, a great way for salespeople to understand the buying motivations is to eat, to write success stories, interview your clients or have your marketing department do it. I just, I've literally was writing a draft for a success story earlier today. And it's so funny because I have on one screen, what the customer said, and I have on the other screen what the sales rep said when I interviewed the rep. And, you know, very, very rarely is there, there's never been 100% alignment. And usually it's like maybe 20%. Because most of the time, of course, what does the sales rep say? The reason that the customer bought. I say, oh, dude, money, okay. Right? And that's okay, where don't we, even get, don't get me started on that one. <laughs> that's where we go back into the commoditization. I think we've been lulled into. Uh, we've bought into the commoditization lie that everything's commoditized. And the reality is it doesn't matter um, who you are and what you sell. It, it doesn't matter if you sell dirt. <laughs> there is there is a value that your company brings in terms of how they deliver the dirt and what kind of dirt it is. There's a value in terms of what your client expects uh, and, and appreciates about your dirt delivery service. And there's value that you bring as the sales professional 
selling dirt. Now I hope nobody, uh, well, maybe we have some reps. If you're, if you're selling dirt, uh, by the way, just message us, hit us up on LinkedIn or Twitter. We'll give you a free copy of Larry's new book coming out soon. Okay. Here's the first thing that came to mind about, okay, are you selling dirt? I don't want to offend the dirt. I, I, I can't remember what the movie is. So, all right. All right, sidetrack moment. I can't remember what the movie is, but there was a character in a movie called Joe Dirt, wasn't there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's good. Oh, my gosh. It's so funny. So um, uh, we could go so many different directions here, but I'm going to bring it right back in. But, you know, <laughs> it doesn't matter what you sell, uh, whether you're selling something that, you know, is as commoditized as dirt, um, that there's value your company brings. There's value you bring as a sales rep, and there's certain aspects of value that the customer, the client appreciates. And the nexus that the merger of those three, where, where kind of just like the Olympic rings, I think they call it a Venn diagram where it all comes together is the gold. And that's where you should be hammering your, your value proposition. When you talk on your LinkedIn profile, in your proposals, on your, uh, you know, on your prospecting calls, everything should be hammering around those shared values between your company, yourself and your client. Well, you know, you're, you're so true in it. And it just, gosh, it, you see, I see it. It just goes back to this. I, I mean, to me, I think it's simple stuff just because I, I made it a point, you know, decades ago to really truly understand this. But I think a lot of salespeople out there go, I just don't get it. Right. Because right. they, view, they view their relationship with their client in such a way that their clients aren't going anywhere. And they go, I'm not going to do this because, well, you know, set aside fear and ego and you'll be surprised what you learn. And you might learn something because, um, you know, we talk about client experience. I talk about it in the book is your clients are your clients until somebody else comes along and provides a better experience. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. And, 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 and you just never know now. So I threw this question, I threw this question out in the sales team I was working with recently because you talked about commoditization and it kind of ties right into this value. I said, you know, in a market, in a market that's viewed as being a commodity, what happens if every single product you sold was the same as everybody else? There was no name on it. It was mm-hmm. all the same color, right? Sure. The solution <laughs> was all the same, right? Right, yeah. Uh-huh. Right. So everything, everything about it was the same. Every company in your marketplace sold exactly the same thing. No uh-huh. names. It was just pure vanilla, everything, right? Same everything. Uh-huh. Then what? What's it come down to? It comes down to you, right? It comes down to yeah. you, how well you know them, how well you understand their issues or challenges, and how well everything comes into alignment. And that's what salespeople need to understand. Yeah. Oh man, this is such a good discussion. And and um we're going to talk more about this. There's so many different uh, aspects to all of this, uh, but we do want to challenge you, and and we leave you, we leave you every week with a challenge, and it goes right back to to both of us. Is what is the value that you bring? Can you clearly articulate um, your value proposition? And uh, does that value proposition, if you can clearly articulate it, let's let's go back and let's lay it layer it over what your clients really do value and appreciate about you about let's layer it over yourself and what your personal values are and your experience and what you bring to the table and bring your company in. Because I guarantee you, even if you can articulate a value proposition, it can always be honed and improved. And that improvement in your value proposition literally could, could 
result in a, uh, you know, 2x, 3x or more um, impact on your effectiveness and thus your income. I mean, this is, this is really, really exciting. In the marketing world, um, we will test headlines and some headlines, you know, will be okay. And then one will pop up that nails the value proposition and it'll 10x outperform the other ones. So what's that for you as a sales professional? That's what we want to leave you this with this week. Um, as always, thanks to everybody. We love hearing from you. Um, if you're not signed up for updates on uh, Selling from the Heart, Larry's forthcoming book, which I'm so excited about, uh, go ahead and go to sellingfromtheheart.net. You'll see an area on the side. Just give us your email address and we'll keep you updated as we get ready to, to launch. And we've got some really, really exciting things that are be coming out very shortly on all of that. But between now and then, uh, keep being real, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep doing the hard work, know your value proposition, and most of all, sell from the heart. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.